0: Nine minutes after the hour. Welcome back. Thank you for joining me this morning as you're in your car or getting ready for work. It's always nice to uh, have you on board. I appreciate you very much. I love I love you being a listener and a supporter of Faith Radio. So thank you. I'm in a very grateful state of mind this morning. Um, And I have on the studio line, Dr. Linda Mintel, and she is the host of the Dr. Linda Mintel show. And uh, Linda, good morning.
1: Good morning. Hey, I'm glad you're keeping the giving and the gratefulness going. I, I
0: am. It's Cyber Monday, too. I might even treat myself to something online. Uh-oh,
1: look out. Just Be careful. I feel, Hopefully no overspending just going I feel on grateful. create stress.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Everyone's back from their, their first really big holiday with the family, and uh, maybe we should try to focus on, on how we did dealing with difficult relatives, and this is uh, just maybe a glimpse of what's ahead with uh, the Christmas holidays as well.
1: Well, it is a good time to think about that because you like you said, Bill, we just all came through that and I had a particularly stressful one this this, uh, this time. My uh, dad, you? my 96-year-old dad, was in the hospital oh. the entire time okay. I went to visit the relatives, So that added a measure of stress, and I had to actually practice what I'm going to talk about today. Oh. I did real well on some parts. I got about a D-minus on some other parts. So uh, stress is one of the big things. when we, we need to recognize that, that we're going to be more stressed anyway because of the busyness, because of um, all the things that we want to accomplish. Some people get really stressed because they have certain ideas about how the holiday should go, and then when they don't go that way, they get even more upset. So just recognize that your stress levels are up regardless, and all it takes is one or two things to kind of throw you over the edge for, for each of us to get a little bit more irritable, a little bit more anxious, and a little bit more maybe not so nice to be around all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't want to dip my toe too far into the personal pool here, Linda, but is, is your dad doing? okay? Is there progress being made?
1: Yeah, remarkably. My dad is almost 97. Wow. Um, This is his second bout. He's got some serious health conditions with congestive heart failure, which is not something that gets better with age. Mm -hmm. But he had a respiratory failure and he came through it miraculously. Wow. We were talking about, you know, he's ready to go be with the Lord and to be with my mom and my brother and all this. We were ready to go, and uh, he miraculously recovered and is going to be moving into rehab today. So uh, he he did get some medically induced delirium, and so that was quite challenging to deal with i've worked in in psych hospitals my whole life and so i've dealt with a lot of delirious patients and Mm -hmm. this is if the listeners don't know this is like a it's like a medically induced almost dementia where they're seeing things hearing things they have delusions all kinds of things so that was very weird to be listening to my dad um talk like he wasn't in his right mind which he wasn't because it was medically induced but hopefully that's beginning to clear, and that will clear hopefully over a few days, a few more days, and he'll be somewhat back to a baseline of trying to move back into his apartment again. It's, it's, ama- it's amazing. Mm-hmm. The guy is a tough old German guy.
0: I love it. <laughs> that's all I can say. <laughs> I love it. And what's his first name? Bill. 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 Okay. That's yeah. easy enough for yeah, me to good remember. Name, huh? Yeah, I like yeah. that a lot. I like that. <laughs> um so I will pray for Bill because I Thanks. like doing stuff like that. I, I, I love it when uh yeah. when, when parents are living into old age and, and having having uh that kind of time is is very precious, isn't it?
1: It is. And he's a, he was a good dad. So for me that made it a whole lot easier. For people that are dealing with these kinds of circumstances, where maybe their father wasn't so nice to them, and it wasn't a good relationship, this just makes that makes it so much more difficult when you're dealing with um, all these challenges of the elderly parents. So I, I do feel for people who don't have that uh, good experience with their fathers, and we need to remember them and just pray an extra measure of grace when mm-hmm. they're dealing with uh, elderly parents.
0: Let's talk a little bit uh, more about the family uh, dynamics when you pull into the driveway. From for the holiday meal, maybe the Thanksgiving, and you've got uh, a lot of history that doesn't go away, Mm -hmm. Um, might be unhappy memories of uh, of a parent that wasn't a great parent, or a relative that's been abusive, or uh, a depressed person, or a hypercritical person, and all of a sudden now it's Monday, and you've got nothing but kind of bad feelings about what went on, what do you do with that? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I think you you have to take inventory of what happens. And here's the thing. Your family hasn't changed that much in a year unless they've all been in therapy, right? (laughs) Or they've they've had some, you know, Uh aha moment with the Lord, and they've Uh made some significant changes. So you kind of know ahead of time where those trigger points are going to be. And I was ready. I have a relative that's very difficult, always goading us on the political scene. He's a huge Bernie Sanders supporter, and so he was ready to to go with his brand of politics. And so we knew that going in. So we actually had a conversation in the car going, how are we going to handle this differently, so that it doesn't go into those same arguments and conflicts, and then people walk away from the table, and they're upset with each other, and they don't want to talk to each other for another year. So we had a plan. And I think that is probably the most important thing you can do is have a plan. Think about what is the, the typical pattern. How does it go? And then how am I going to respond differently so that it doesn't go in that negative direction again? And that's what we did. We did execute that part of the plan pretty well. We we knew it was coming when uh, he started and started, you know, calling us. Um, uh, not nice names because of our, our more conservative view of, mm-hmm. of politics. Uh, we just took a different tactic, and uh, we just threw it back at him and said, well, explain your position. We're very interested in hearing about this and why you believe what you do. And it really took the steam out of what he was doing. So I would encourage people, think about how it normally goes And then think about a different response that you could make so that it will change that pattern so you don't go into the negativity.
0: Yeah, breaking patterns always seems to work. I find that to be uh, true almost 100% of the time when you just get somebody— Oh, it's very hard.
1: It's hard because your emotions get in there. So then you get triggered with your emotion, and then you just tend to go back to your default, which is probably to argue and and get upset with someone. So you really have to monitor your emotions, and you really need to pray and say, God, just give me that calm because I have this new way of responding to help me to do it. And then you have to stick to your guns because what happens when you start to take a different response to something, the other person will continue to up the ante and will goad you, hoping that it will go back back to the same old pattern, right? So you really have to stay on point and not go there when they're trying to raise the the tension.
0: And Linda, you said something uh, very wise, which was prepare in advance. So Uh this is something that actually uh, you do well to get ready for in advance of the situation. So you know how to deal with it.
1: Right. So it's good to say, okay, I don't have to say yes to everything that's going to be asked of me so that I'm not building up the the anger or the upset. So let me think about what's reasonable to do. And then if you do have difficult people, the the good approach is to stick to your boundaries but stay calm about it, but stick to those boundaries and don't, you know, allow people to move you uh to do things or to act in ways that you don't want to do. And then again, think about how can we handle this as a family ahead of time and have conversations with your loved ones in the car on the airplane whatever you're doing and say now here's a new plan of attack here's how we're going to do this this year here's how we're going to deal with uncle al who gets drunk every time Mm -hmm. or here's how we're going to deal with critical you know sue aunt sue who constantly is going to ask you these kinds of questions and then go in feeling like you've got some different ways to respond that alone will take down the anxiety and the stress for most people yeah indeed
0: Linda, let me go to break. When I come back, we'll continue my conversation with Dr. Linda Mintel. It's 17, 18 minutes after the hour. We'll be right back. After the hour, I'm speaking to Dr. Linda Mintel from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. And Linda, now that the holidays have passed and we've got holidays still ahead, let's say maybe we had some uh, some roughness with relatives. Uh, is today a good day to maybe sit down and, and uh, type out a handwritten note or or a th- specific thank you to somebody or a word of affirmation to somebody that you might have had a little rough go with?
1: I think that is a great idea. uh, Let me talk about what personally happened to me because I think this was – the place I got a D minus, I maybe even completely failed, was (laughs) in the middle of all the stress, I just started complaining. And I was complaining about particular people, and it just – you know, what happens when you do that, Bill, is it just starts to rev up, and it just creates a, a whole negative attitude. And I got into this complaining. I was focusing on the negative, and I had one more day. And I thought, this is so wrong. This is not what I tell people to do. You know, I have to do the things I tell people to do, right? Yeah. And it's not scriptural. So, you know, I started to try to turn it around and focus on the good things, the blessings, the, the good parts of whatever was going on in the middle of all that craziness and stress. And so um, I had to apologize. And talk about, you know, it got a little bit dicey because of the stress, the added stress and irritability and all of that that was going on. So apologizing and then had a great conversation with what are our our blessings? What do we have to be grateful for and thankful for? So it ended up on a really good positive note. And we made sure that that happened the last night. So I would encourage anybody who maybe did have a difficult holiday to do the same thing and say, you know, and we, this is kind of how we talked about it. You know, we had a lot of issues that came up during this, and everybody was all stressed. There was a lot of stress going on. My brother is a is a pastor of pastors. He's a superintendent of a denomination, and one of his um, young pastors um her her mother was coming to help with an event and she was killed oh, by no. a man coming out of a methadone clinic who hit her head oh. on and killed her. Oh, so my no. brother is dealing with a 27 year old woman who just lost her mother from a car yes. accident. My dad's in the hospital. I mean, it couldn't have gotten my daughter who came from Nashville, got strapped in the middle of all of this. We had to go to a clinic. It was like, it was like, is there anything else that could happen right now to make this a crazy holiday? But you know, at the end we said, okay, we, we all got on top of each other a bit here. But in the end, we're family. We love each other. Here are the blessings. We tried to rehearse those blessings with each other. We ended up with a lot of hugs. So if you don't, if you didn't do that, I would encourage anybody listening who had a difficult time to maybe send a note saying, here's the good things that happened during the holiday. Sometimes we get a little bit focused on the negative. Let's just uh, focus a little bit on the things that we are grateful for and keep that gratefulness going into the next season.
0: You know, the, the stress, Linda, just produces so many odd responses, doesn't it? You know, you, you might wake up Monday morning and go, why did I, why did I respond that way? and you really can't magnify.
1: Yeah. I think it I think for me what it did is it it wasn't it magnified little things. So, you know, there were these little things when you're pushed to the end of your resources and I'd come off of a very stressful time at work. I was really looking forward to a break. That's not an excuse, but it was just the reality of why I was probably more on edge than normal. But what happens is little things become magnified then, you know, she didn't look at me the right way or she said something. I know this is what she meant, you know, and <laughs> And you're just looking for things to get negative over. She didn't give me compassion. Where's the empathy for me? I'm doing – you know, you get a little bit more (laughs) – self-centered maybe in the middle of all that, looking for people to respond a way that they don't respond. And I think you just have to dial it down in your quiet time at night. And hopefully you have someone sane in your family. I have a sane husband who could look at this as the in-law and say, just dial it down a little bit. Um, You know, look at what you're doing and look at the reaction. And that's what I needed was just to to calm down. And then, of course, on Sunday, the pastor preaches out of John 17, which is the passage Jesus is where he's modeling the prayer for the disciples before he, he leaves them. And he's saying, you know, protect us from the evil one. And he's saying, I want you to be one. So I got real convicted on that sermon that we were not in unity. We needed to be in unity because we are all believers in my family, and we needed to be in unity over this. So the Lord does that. He brings a a word or a a sermon or something. uh, He he creates that response of something you're reading in the Scripture where you go, oh, yeah, that's for me. That's a reminder. Mm -hmm. But thank goodness for his grace and his mercy and his goodness. And the important thing with families is to always make repair So make sure you make a repair if you've had a little bit of a breach because you don't want to leave those open-ended sores to fester and to become just much more difficult as time goes on. Mm
0: -hmm. Linda, I I have between 90 seconds and 90 minutes left because I might just cancel the rest of my guests for the morning and just let you talk. Uh, But (laughs) when you you went into this holiday and you said you were stressed and you had a certain expectation because you needed something for you. And then you get there and dad goes into the hospital and your daughter's got strep, your brother's stressed out, all of this. How do you end up now Monday morning uh, with maybe an expectation that didn't get met? Because you had a certain idea in your head as to what your holiday would be like and it didn't turn out that way.
1: So I go back to the centering part of my life, which is my faith, and I sat here just before I I talked to you, and I said, okay, God, you have all of this under control. You know exactly what I need. You will provide the rest that I need whenever I need it. And um, I'm just going to trust you in this process. And that's where I always have to land back, Bill, or we would be, you know, we would not be good people (laughs) if we don't do that. We have to recenter ourselves and put our mind back on, on God because he says, I'll keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed on me. So I just, I went back. I spent a few moments in meditating on the Lord and his goodness and the truth of his word, which is to, he tells me to cast my cares on him, to put my mind on him and he'll give me whatever I need for this day to give back to whoever I have to give back to and do what I need to do. He's my my comfort and my source of peace and I need to remember that.
0: Linda, those are amazing words that I have personally needed this morning. So thank you so much for uh, for doing that and coming on the show. And uh, blessings, my pleasure. Yeah, blessings on your dad, Bill. I'll be praying for him. And okay. uh, thank you so much. I'll talk to you again in a couple of weeks. All right. Thanks, have a Linda. great week. Yep. All right. Bye-bye. 27 minutes after the hour, we'll take a short break and then uh, we'll go to Breakpoint.